Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So uh, the series, He's Still Rolling Stones. I said in the first service, someone said, so preacher, why are you doing a series called He's Still Rolling Stone? I'm like, did you just ask that? Um, I'm doing a series called He's Still Rolling Stones because he is still rolling stones. Amen. He's still rolling stones. He is still rolling stones. And I think it's time, high time, way past time, that the church understands that Easter is more than one morning. That he is still rolling stones. He is still resurrecting lives. He is still breaking chains. He is still setting people free. He is still causing breakthrough, healings, miracles. He's still doing work, man. He's still rolling stones. And that's what, that's what led to this. And so this series is simply out of, I just wanted Easter to be more than one morning. I just wanted it to be more than one morning. So we started off the series uh, talking about the stone of identity. We talked about the, the stone of identity is, is you got to know that God made you, that he died for you on the cross, and then he rose again from the tomb. That, you have to have that stone. And if you need that stone to be rolled in your life, then roll it. Uh, the stone of the past was last week. The stone of my past. Once you're born again and saved, regardless is our new word, of how you might feel or what you might think, the old is gone, the new has come. Regardless, I've got to get past my past. And sometimes God needs to roll that stone away and let you out of the tomb again because you have started thinking that you're the old person. You're not the old person, regardless of what they say. So this morning... Uh, the stone of circumstances. The stone of circumstances. So, so, so basically, if you look at that tomb right there, that's the tomb of circumstances. And sometimes we can get overwhelmed, overburdened. We can be heavy laden by our circumstances. And our circumstances can be so heavy that, that they become Uh, almost like a tomb. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to roll the stone away and shove you in the tomb of circumstances and roll it back in front. Because if you're in the tomb of circumstances, you're not singing. You're not singing. And so today I want to look at circumstances and how we can overcome our circumstances. And in the midst of our circumstances, whether we've caused them or we didn't cause them, we can sing. We can sing. In your Bible, John chapter 16, verse 33, some people say, well, preacher, I'm really big into the Bible. And I'm 
really big into the red in the Bible. Like when Jesus is in the red, right? Yes. When, when Jesus, when I see red in the Bible, it's just, boy, that's, that's it. That's the stuff there. That black, um, but, but that, that red, well, I'm going to read you some red, okay? So if you're in the red, this is red, all right? Jesus, Jesus penned this, okay, so to speak here, all right? John 16, these things, Jesus speaking, I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. If you have your own Bible, in me is, is what you've got to underline, in me. You're in me from the cross. In this world, this is the New King James Version, in the world you will have tribulation. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? That's just good news. So, so thank you, Jesus. In this world that you're living in, pff, yeah, tribulation. It ain't going to be good. It ain't going to be good. Okay. I got it. All right. But then he says this. But be of good cheer. Get your pom-poms out, all right? Be of good cheer. We don't always want to cheer in them, okay? I have overcome the world. Listen to the NIV. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will what? Have trouble. You'll have trouble. But take heart. Don't lose heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. 1 John 4, 4 says that greater is he that is in us, he that is in the world. I, I'm an overcomer because he overcame. He's a resurrected king. I'm a resurrected king's kid. All right? That's, we live in a world that's broken. We live in a system that's messed up. If we ever think for one second the world should be just roses and chocolates and rainbows. It's rainbows, all right? But, but you know what I mean? Sorry. But, but if we ever think it's just going to be a piece of cake, it wasn't even promised us to be a piece of cake. It was going to be hard. Why? <laughs> I'm an alien. It's not my home. I'm just passing through. But while I pass through and he never leaves me or forsakes me, guess what he said to me? You sing. You make sure you sing the song I put in you all the time. Well, I don't feel like it all the time. I'm not asking you how you feel. Regardless, <laughs> you sing it. You sing it. Look at the book of James. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We love James, but it starts off like, oh, seriously? All right. James chapter 1, look at verse 2 through 4. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. <laughs> You're right. I mean, pom-poms out, right? Bake a cake, air up balloons, we're partying. Why? Why are we having a party? Because, man, I'm having trouble. I'm having a hard time. I, it, life's just terrible right now. Why you, why you want to have pom-poms was what Jesus said. Now, I don't want you to be faking them, okay? But I'm just telling you right now, we, we've got to understand and put our circumstances in the right perspective. We have to have a heavenly mindset on some of this stuff. Consider it pure joy, my brothers. Joy comes from what? From inside. Happen happiness comes from happenings, all right? Joy comes from Jesus, from inside. Whenever you face trials, 
He didn't say if you face trials, whenever you face them, all right, of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. The New King James says this, those three words, I want you to be perfect, complete, and lack nothing. Perfect. Some people are like, I can't be perfect. Uh, Jesus can be perfect. I don't know how to be perfect. I'm not called to be perfect. Jesus is the only perfect person. So why are you expecting me to be perfect? Well, then you need an NIV Bible because then you can be mature because right now you're not being mature. All right? I mean, some people are like, dude, what's wrong with you messing up my lunch here? Quit. You're, listen, I, I'm not asking you to, to be perfect. The Scripture's not asking you to be perfect, okay? Jesus is perfect. He's asking you to be like Jesus, to follow Jesus, to be mature, complete, not lacking anything. He's trying to build maturity in you. So, so we have the tomb of circumstances. So let's look at three areas of circumstances. Number one, choices that I made. We get in some circumstances. Why? Because of choices that I make. I'm a product of my choices, true or false. It's true. You are. We live in a world today that does not want to take ownership for choices. Don't blame everybody else. Blame everybody else. Not my fault. Not my fault. Well, whose is it then? It's not mine, dude. It's not your mama's. It's not your daddy's. It's not your uncle either. I mean, it's you. You did that. I choose how I respond to each situation. I do. We are a product of our choices. Sometimes our choices gets us in circumstances, okay? I, 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 I grew up with my, my grandfather, the Indian dude. He, he had a phrase. I didn't like the phrase. I didn't like it at all. Now I use it as a parent, and my children can quote it, okay? That's what we do, right? <laughs> Don't like it at the time, grow up doing it. So my grandfather had a phrase. He said, self-inflicted pain gets no sympathy. That, isn't that? I'm like, dude, roll your window up, your finger up in the window. It's like, dude, that window, push the button when it goes up. If you don't move your finger, sorry. Fire is hot. Trust me on that or you, you can realize it's hot, all right? So, so I was growing up as a kid. Um, Sunday afternoon, um, we built fire, watch a cowboy game. And so I'm about 12 years old. My brother's on the couch over here. My dad's sitting over here. There's a fireplace. There's a TV. Cowboy game going on. And so my job, not really my job, but when I just kind of took over, I built the fires all the time. Love fires. Still love fires. So I'm poking the fire and watching the football game. And watching something poke a little bit. So the rack, the hanging ones right here, my dad's sitting over there, my brother behind me. And my dad says, you keep watching the football game while you poke that fire. And you set that poker down, you watching the football game. In a minute, you're going to miss that spot. You're going to drop that poker on your foot. I go, me, I'm, I'm a, an invincible teenager. I'm not going to. <laughs> That's what they think. So. First mistake I made was my dad taught me that you don't poke fires or you don't mess with fires barefooted. Well, I didn't listen to that either. So, so I didn't have any shoes on. 
So a little bit longer, I get up to do the fire, and I'm poking it, and Roger Staubach hits Drew Pearson across the middle. I'm dating myself, but that's a sweet deal. I'm just telling you. And some of you kids are like, Roger who? Never mind. So, so I'm poking the fire, and I I'm, I'm start to hang it up. So when you hear that clink, y'all know what I mean? That clink, you, you got it, right? Clink. I let go. Wrong clink. All right, wasn't in there. Fell, hit my big toe. It was hot. I'm dancing. I, I sound like a pig caught in the fence. Squealing. My brother's laughing because that's what brothers do. He, 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 this is great for him. My dad, he never moves. He's just eating popcorn. My mom comes, oh, my baby, my baby. I'm like, thank you for moms. So she's hugging me. I'm so sorry you did that. My dad's like, sorry. And so my dad says three words. Three words. Can I help you, church? They're not, I love you. <laughs> Don't think that's what happened. You know what he said? I told you. Self-inflicted pain, no sympathy. My dad never moved. He never missed a beat. Popcorn. Never missed a beat. Sometimes we do things. We make choices. We make wrong choices. And we inflict pain upon ourselves. We, we put ourselves in a tomb. And the enemy gladly rose a stone. And Jesus busts the stone down. Uh, but we've got a Jesus who's resurrected. He ain't in there anymore. See, if he was in there, when we go in there because of circumstances, we get knuckles of Jesus. He ain't giving knuckles to nobody. But everybody else had made choices. And Jesus is out here. Remember Mary's trying to talk to Jesus in there? Jesus out here going, Mary! He's out here. So Jesus, because he's our Savior, comes and he rolls this sucker away. And he tells us, come up. Get out of there. Get out of there. But you say, well, what about the choice? Yeah, what about the choice? Let me get my little helpers out for you. These are my fun toys last week. I had to use them again. I told you last week that the enemy has a tackle box. Got our name on it. Got a bunch of lures in it. I'll show you these again in a little bit. Don't they look good? They still smell good, too. That's, they never lose their smell. So um, I make choices. I bite lures that the enemy wants me to bite. I find out they got a hook in me and throws me in the live well. And he shuts the door because fish jump. Jesus comes and rolls them away and says, child, come out of there. Come out of there. And then he takes me and he removes a hook. And he throws a hook away. And he goes, go swim and sing your song. And you may say, well, what about your lip, dude? You got that lip. Get the, that lip. See, listen to me. That's my choice that got me in there. That's mine to remind me that I made that choice. When people say, what about your lip? You say, that's who I used to be. But Jesus came and set me free. And I sing with that lip. And yeah, you see my scars, 
But that scar reminds me of what my Jesus did for me. That's part of my song. I don't want the scar to go away because that's part of my song. And I'm going to sing from it. I'm going to sing from it. Sometimes our choices put me in that tomb of choices. But Jesus said, I ain't want you to stay in there because I'm not in there. And you're not going to sing in there. I want you to sing out here. And sometimes you got to get up. And what happens is when we see ourselves in that tomb, choices put us in there. What we've got to do is we've got to do a word that we don't use very much in church anymore. It's called repent. We need to repent or have repentance of what got us in there, the choice we made. We made the choice. We went towards the choice. It got us in there. Jesus set us free. We repent of that, turn, and go back the other way. Too many people won't even want to take ownership for choices they make. They blame everybody else, and they grow up, and they're 49, 59, 69, still living in a tomb of choices they made. They ain't singing. Sometimes there's choices that others have made. Parents, children, employees, bosses, school administration, teachers, coaches, city council, government, state, nation, world, etc. Things that happen that we can't control. We didn't make the choices. They made the choices. We live in a broken system or a messed up system sometimes. So we have stuff on us that we didn't have anything to do without it. And what happens there is it can produce in me um, bad fruit, <laughs> bad stuff. You see, we have a tackle box. It's got a lot of different lures in it. Let me name some of the lures in this situation. Anxiety, worry, fear, confusion, hopelessness, doubt, stress, and lack of control. He says, enemy. Want, want a lure? They did that. You're having, you're, it's life is hard for you because of that. You didn't even do it. They did it. You got laid off. They, they relocated. Your children, they, they've gone astray. They're causing stress. Now you and your husband are turning against each other. Have a lure. Have a lure of fear. Have a lure of worry. Have a lure of anxiety. Scripture says don't be worried about anything. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Don't be anxious about anything. By prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. But he tries to take out lures, and he tries to put them on this hook for us. And he dances them out there in front of us, and we're starving to death. Why? Because circumstances overwhelm us, and we're not eating anymore. We're not drinking from the water. We're not eating from the table. No, we're, 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 we're on self-sustained mode. We're just trying to get through. Mm -mm. He'll dance all this at you. He'll tantalize you. He'll hook you. Ooh, man. He'll set the hook in your root of your mouth. He'll take you off, and he'll say, boom, welcome to my life. Welcome to my tackle. Welcome to my uh, live well. He loves to roll this open and because of fear throw you in and roll it back at you. And why are you in there? Because of circumstances and you fear. Because of worry, you worry. He says, don't worry. Well, my kids, my kids are going through a tough time. Don't worry about your kids. They're my kids. You eat at the table. You drink from the fountain. They'll follow you. They'll eat from the word. They'll drink from the fountain. You, you push your children to the Father as you go to the Father. They'll follow you as you follow me. Don't do anything except come to me. See, 
This is the tomb of circumstances. And many times the enemy drops lures that tantalize us in our circumstances. Why? To hook us and chunk us in there. You ain't got no business in there. Jesus is out here. Jesus says, why are you in there? Well, I'm just worried about this. I fear this. I fe-. No. I'm out here. You're in there. He rolls it away and gets you out. Why? Because you got no business being in there. He's not in there. Why would you want to be in there if he's not in there? Why do I want to be? I want to be where he is. Well, he's out here. You're in there. And sometimes we as a believer are happy about it. We're like, well, I'm just here. You're just here? Get out of there. The key word there is you got to repent too. You say, I got to repent there too? Yes. Listen to me. If you're a worrier, you need to repent of worry. You do. If you have fear, say, God, I'm sorry. I live in fear. It's not of you. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. It's from the world. It's from the world. I repent of that. That that lure, I don't want that lure. I don't even want it in my tackle box. I don't want it in my tackle box. And then there's life. Just life. Hot water heater go out. AC unit breaks. Car battery dies at the wrong time. Get nails in your tires. Get rock chips. Lord, I've had a rock chip three weeks in a row. I got three rock chips on my window. He said, that happens to you, preacher? Mm-hmm. All day long. Natural disasters, wind damage, hail storms, floods, droughts, tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzard, you name it. Then there's physical ailments, phone calls, bad tests, bad reports, sudden deaths, sudden sicknesses. All this stuff just in life, in life. And what do you do? Because they're going to happen. Circumstances are going to happen. We're going to find ourselves in circumstances. John 10.10 says this, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the only reason he comes. Why does he put lures on here? To catch you, so he can steal you, so he can kill you, so he can destroy you. That's why. That's all he's up to. He, he, he's not, he don't have another purpose. But Jesus said this, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. There's not one person living in fear, living in the tomb of circumstances, having life. You remember Mary's looking in here? For Jesus, please stay. Looking in here for Jesus, and Jesus out here says this, Mary! And she turns around and knows it's Jesus. There's no life in that tomb. Life is out here. Fear, worry, anxiety, hopelessness, doubt, all that junk associated with circumstances, will suck you into that tomb. He'll gladly roll that stone in front of that door, and he'll tell you that's who you are. And Jesus said, Jesus, stand right here and call your name in it. He said, get out of there. And gladly take that stuff out of your mouth and say, I'm going to bandage that up the best I can, but if people see it, you tell them why it's there. So what's that on your mouth? That's where Jesus set me free from fear. What's that on your mouth? 
That's why Jesus set me free from worry. What's that on your mouth? That's where I used to be a believer stuck in anxiety. But Jesus set me free from that. And this right here reminds me every day that he's an overcomer and I'm an overcomer. And that's the song I sing from. And you can too. See, people don't, people concerned about their story. Their stories are beautiful. I'm going to give you a phrase. I want you to write this down because you're going to want to put this somewhere and keep it. It says, without a test, you have the monies. But with a test, you have a testimony. Come on. How many of you don't like, I, I didn't like tests. Anybody like tests? I hate tests. But see, tests evaluate where you are. You know why I didn't like tests? I wasn't very I wasn't I wasn't doing very good. I didn't want a visual sign of how I'm doing. We get tests in our life through circumstances. Why? To see how our tires are doing. To see if our tires and leave a track. See if we move a mark on a road. We get tests in life to test our faith. They fit, they went through the hands of Jesus. They're okay. He brought this to you. He trusts you with it. Our test is to test our faith. Our test is to see where we are. On the other side of our test, we have a testimony. If we stay in the test and don't pass it, and all we do is moan, all we have is the moanies. No one, no one comes to Jesus listening to your moanie. Nobody. Anybody know people? They always have a moanie. I'm not saying that monies are bad. We all have monies. But I'm not going to talk about my money more than I talk about my Jesus. I'm not going to talk about my money more than I talk about what Jesus did through my money. That's hard to keep saying, all right? <laughs> what I'm saying is there's a song to sing on the other side. If you'll get out of the tomb of circumstances and get out here with Jesus who's victorious, and he put a song in you to sing. And nobody that I've ever met sings their moanies. They whine about their moanies. But on the other side, I want you to have a testimony that you can sing. I want you to read it. I want you to hear it from the God's word and we'll be done. Psalm chapter 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. And he lifted me out of the slippery pit, out of the tomb of circumstances, out of the mud and the mire. And he set my feet on a rock. You better name that rock. His name is Jesus. And he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Watch this. Watch what your song does. Many will see, many will fear, and many will put their trust in in the Lord. Hey, listen to me. We all have circumstances. You can moan in them or you can sing out of them. The real test, the real test, my friend, is when your circumstances are greater and bigger than you in the midst of a wilderness, in the midst of yuck, in the midst where everything around you says, don't sing. You, through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
begin to bellow out praise. And when you can do that, my friend, you come, you, you, it, it's different. The hardest thing to do is in the midst of circumstances you wish would go away, you praise him. The enemy runs, okay, and your testimony will lead others to Christ and will lead them out of their monies to their testimony. Don't worry about the scars of circumstances. And when they ask you, how'd you get that scar on your lip? I bit a lure I got no business biting, and it had a hook in it. But my Jesus took the hook out. And regardless of how I feel each day or what people say, the new has come and the old is gone. And you got to sing because many will hear and many will see and many will put their faith in the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand, church. If you're on the uh, altar team this morning, I'm going to invite you to come and take your spots. I asked the staff, I told the staff I was going to leave the tomb each week because I want it to be a visual. Easter's too big for one day of just tomb. The tomb of circumstances. They got you today. You're overwhelmed by your circumstances. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Let him take the hook out and sing from it. This morning, if you need prayer, that's what we're here for. We don't need to know everything. You just say, pray over me. Pray over my family. Pray over my marriage. Pray over my kids. Our circumstances are overwhelming. We'll pray over that. If this morning, in the midst of your circumstances, you realize one thing. There's never been a time that I met the Jesus that rose from that tomb. And I can't get out of my circumstances because if I could have got out, I got out 40 years ago. I'm trying, but it's not in trying. It's in dying. And when you die to self, he'll resurrect you a new person. So come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus. If you're looking for a church home, none better. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. But his presence is what we're about. And it's a great place. Let me pray for us. Then you come. Father, this morning... I pray that by the Holy Spirit's power, you'll draw all men and women, boys and girls, to you. May we hear one thing and one thing only, what the Father said. And may we respond to that. In Jesus' name, for his glory, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.